guys, I'm Holly Carpenter and you're listening to Filter Free. This is the podcast where I take a deep dive into my guests' Instagram feeds and pick out a few posts that I'd like to know a little bit more about. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, but I think there's often even more to the story, particularly when it comes to social media. Starting right back at their very first Instagram post, I take my guests on a trip down memory lane and chat about their highs and lows over the years and the parts of their lives that they keep off grid. My first guest is author, presenter and my friend, James Kavanagh. We chat about his early days on social media, his unique way of responding to trolls and what really happened on our infamous trip to Paris. Thank you. You left out sexy bitch. Sexy bitch all over. <laughs> I was going to say gas bitch, which is kind of your main thing, I feel. Sexy bitch. Sexy gas sexy bitch. Gas bitch gas yeah. sexy bitch. Gas sexy bitch. You're a sexy gas bitch. Yeah. <laughs> From one gassy sexy. No, gassy gas. sexy bitch. I'm not a gassy bitch. I'm a sex ga- gas sexy bitch. Oh my God. I feel like it's already way too chaotic. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. We need to calm down. Yeah. So yeah, I just felt like to have someone on as my first guest, because obviously I'm a bit nervous. Mm. It's good to have someone who's a friend yeah. who's not going to be too too much hard work hopefully i'm popping your pod or cherry <laughs> yeah my pod cherry for yeah. sure so i kind of i actually today went through your entire instagram mm-hmm. i went all the way back to your first post and it's such a bizarre time how long did that take you well it took me a while oh, because 2000 something photos you have 2400 and something posts okay so i had to be scrolling i actually put a a coaster on the arrow down on my laptop so it would just go down and oh down and down God. for ages because I just didn't have the patience do you know so. what I was trying to delete I want to be like Harry Styles and Julie Bettinall do you know they, they delete things yeah. after with new eras and they delete mm. all their old posts like there's some dodgy pictures I'd love to delete but I'm glad I didn't for the purpose of this well same because there are some clangers <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> no I actually also I need to say I love the premise of your podcast I think it's brilliant thank you so much do you know what's funny though I had this idea probably two years ago mm. and I was just too nervous to do it but well, I'm I glad just... you've done it because I can't wait to listen to the, the other people <laughs> yeah, like I can't wait it's to brilliant. listen to myself yeah. talking about myself um, so I have your first oh, Instagram post straight in, yeah. but I don't know it wasn't like I don't know if there's going to be much to say about it okay Holly Carter so, typing <laughs> me typing I've just sent you your first ever post which I found quite random <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Who is that? Okay, so that's Sarah Byrne, who used to... Did you ever go to war back in the day? In oh, Andrew's yeah. Name? So Sarah Byrne. you get the stripes on yeah, your face. Stripes. I thought she was Lady Gaga. You thought that woman in the picture was Lady Gaga? Yeah, fully. Like in, back in her Italian, like, brunette days. Oh, gosh. Well, Lady Gaga would love that. So that's Sarah Byrne, who used to run war with James O'Neill and Dave mm-hmm. O'Carroll. And she actually worked in Think House, where I used to work, the PR company. And so... This day, she came back from her lunch and she bought this, which is like unreal now that I'm looking at it. Big, I remember it now. Yeah, like it was yesterday, 2012. Oh my God. So she bought this massive uh, Vogue cover mm-hmm. uh, in Oxfam home for 25 euro. I was very jealous, obviously. <laughs> it's mad how the shit you'd put on your no Instagram now. I'd be like, worse. that is not grid. I, would, I wouldn't even put that in my story now. No. I put wouldn't. that on the grid. Literally your first ever. Do you know what? I'm going to start deleting as you no, send me. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> if I was to be like, this person's actually going to end up being an influencer, you'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but obviously as I was looking at the start it was the same fully for me like I'm like what was I putting up and mm. now obviously with Kirbini you put up so many glam photos of food 
This is your lunch. Oh my god, the fucking steak. Can you see this as well? In 2013. So do I have to describe it? Please describe it. So (laughs) do you know what though? I'm tasting this and I remember tasting quite very nice. So I had uh in 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 my first adult job, my the wages I initially got were were quite bad. So I never got to go out for lunch. So Mm -hmm. I used to go to Lidl or wherever and get and bring my little pack lunches. Mm -hmm. So all things considered, the fact that I had literally a fiver in my bank account, I don't think I'm doing too bad here. So it's some smoke salmon. Mm-hmm. There's some goat's cheese, some pesto and bread, and I would do some like dippy vibes. In no way in hell would I put this on my story now, let no. alone the grid. The grid. Like, yeah, I mean, you're obviously your Caribbean photos and everything now are so lit, like well lit and like well presented. It just made me laugh, but you were still always bougie. Like that's not That's not like, like minging. No, it's not I'd eat it, but like the presentation. I know, I should I should have decanted the pesto. Yeah, everything now would be in a little bowl or a jug. In, what do you call it, ramekins? Yeah, They'd be I in know, a ram- be like ramekin. Rustling around all your ramekins, like smashing around you. Yeah. Trying to find the perfect one. Yeah, no, I would I would eat that, but I wouldn't take a photo of it now. I can't believe I put that on my bleeding grid, but there oh, you go. Oh, I know. It's so funny. And like, there was also other, there was a photo where it was literally just a close-up <laughs> photo of potato gratin. And you were like, lunch, hashtag yum. And it was like <laughs> 13 likes, no comments. <laughs> I'm, uh, shame on the people liking that all 13 of them but it was just a different era because obviously you started off on Snapchat yeah so we were like what is this like witchcraft of Instagram it's never going to take off I think I just thought it was like um, oh, like for yourself even like a scrapbook yeah um but now we now we're we're performing seals like whatever you put you put on your Instagram now for other people really yeah that is true it is kind of like entertainment I guess because I think it wasn't until 2016 that stories launched on Instagram and that was a really weird crossover because we were like do you know what these photos remind me of they remind me of some like 55 year old mum just posting lovely photos on her Facebook Oh, no, or your own mom or something like they, they, yeah. they're not like considered they're just nice lunch today do you know stuff your auntie oh, would literally. put up or whatever that's the style of these photos I can't believe that and this is when I was like cool and young you were in PR I was in PR <laughs> how <laughs> no it's funny there was another one of like a mug with just like floating mint leaves in it and but it's actually so interesting because it's like watching from the very beginning I don't think you should delete any of them because yeah. I mean I would definitely recommend on a hangover day to start at the bottom and just work your way up and work your way up because you're going to okay. like in fairness you there were so many things there that just made me laugh <laughs> which is a big thing for you on your Instagram obviously you just make you do make people laugh like yeah. and you don't really seem to give too much of a fuck in a yeah. sense because there is a fine I line I never have <laughs> <laughs> well not with that lunch <laughs> I know actually this is one that I thought was quite cute I'm going to send it to you now so this was pretty much the first oh. photo I found of you and William together yes. on social media, it's apart from your Snapchat. Yeah, this is um, in William's house in Cork, or Cark, as I said. <laughs> oh, with William's old handle. He doesn't have the handle anymore. Uh, oh my God, look how young we look. I know, well, it scares me when I look back at mine. Even just pre-COVID, I'm like, have I gained 10 God. years? I've gained 55 years here. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was the first time I went down to Cork with William and met his mum and dad. And it was for his, it was for his 21st. No, not his 21st. Would it be his 21st? Okay, let's work this out. He's 30, he's 30 now. Okay. This is 2013. Seven, eight years ago. So what would he be there? 22. 
About 21, I think. Yeah. I think this was his 21st, yeah, or 22. Um, and yeah, I was, this was my debut, debutante as his oh, gay boyfriend. Were you nervous? As his gay boyfriend? As yeah. his boyfriend. <laughs> his straight boyfriend. <laughs> as his straight boyfriend. <laughs> um, and do you know what? I went down and I, when I got down, I was talking to his friends. He hadn't told his mum and dad who I, who I was. What? No, but yeah, we were in the same room and stuff and he hadn't come out to them yet. Are you joking? No! That's just so on brand with William. William, he's like, yeah. And then I was like, kind of going around the house. I was like, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, and I, I so got the vibe. His mum and dad knew, but like, we were all a bit awkward about it. Oh, I would die. Yeah, I'm like, William, come on, come out. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just his good friend staying in the bed with him. Like, <laughs> did that feel like a million years ago? It feels like a billion years ago yeah. this honestly feels so long ago and obviously you have like I can see even when you post anytime you're in Cork now it's like your stories multiplied by like three times the length because you just you love every corner of the place I do and I'm mad just, about Cork yeah you just literally light up when you're there but did you feel that the first time you went yes definitely and it hasn't really changed mm. like it, just being down there I'm my most calm I'm like happiest Um, it's where I'm moving to next year really? I don't know if I actually told you this no. but yeah we're moving down you always like I'm going to Cork I know but we're actually do, <gasps> definitely doing like I got my mortgage bits and all that kind oh of thing recently um, and we're looking at like plots of land and stuff um, I'm because, actually so happy for you though yeah that's going to be fab and I, like if people have told it to you they're like oh but like you know you're going to miss Dublin you're going to miss me I'm like I'm going to be up every weekend it's Let's not like real. you're moving to Bahrain no <laughs> I'm not it's two and a half hours away yeah and like mainly I'm moving because I'm I love it down there and B like I can afford better you get more bang for your buck that down so there true. you know I'll, I can get a you know a matchbox in Dublin for what I could get you know spend mm. in Cork and get a bit of land I just want chickens and lovely yeah. vibes oh my so, god yeah. I can't picture Diana in Cork I know with the cows like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this real down memory lane it's like this is your life kind of it actually is <laughs> yeah. on the topic oh. of Cork this is the first time on Instagram that you ever posted or announced Curabini yeah that was so exciting um, myself and William like love food so much always have and we just kind of got to a point where we're like we need to turn this into a career or a way to make money because it's taking up most of our life Mm -hmm. Um, and we yeah we just brainstormed and we were like let's start selling food at markets but we need a logo and all that kind of thing so we got our friends Danielle and Lauren uh, of Good as Gold if anyone needs some Mm -hmm. branding done out there they're brilliant and they we met with them for a day and you know gave them some reference pictures and that kind of thing and they come up with this logo and we loved it we decided to call it after Kerbini rather than where I'm from, Nookgrove. Doesn't yeah. quite have the same ring, does it? No. Churchtown? Yeah, Churchtown. <laughs> Nookgrove. Like, um, so yeah, we called it Kerbini and yeah, that was the first time we posted it. I got a good reaction actually, because all things considered. But were you nervous to announce something like that? Because even, you know, anything like that, you're kind of going, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to take this leap. Do you get nervous for that stuff or are you just like, do you back no, yourself? Do you know what? I what, like I do get nervous about everything. Like, but with this, I wasn't. I was really excited about yeah. it. And we had actually already um, signed up to do a, a, what do you call it, a market in mm-hmm. Teeling Whiskey. But we hadn't even got the logos or anything like that ready. So we had almost gotten over the like the nervousness because we had signed up to this market. And then I was like, oh yeah, God, we must announce we're there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So the, the nerves were spent somewhere else. They That's were, true. We were worried about what kind of food we were making, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, actually, we need to tell people about it. So th- that was more excitement because we had everything, we had all our ducks in a row. Yeah. And fair. we loved everything we were making and we were really confident 
concerned about the food and stuff. So this was just like, let, okay, let's let's run with it. Because that's one thing I noticed, like from the beginning, even though I'm obviously slagging you about some of your posts, yeah. there was consistently food every second picture practically it was sandwiches it was hummus it was like juices it was stuff that like and a lot of tea and cakes and things that like there was a theme from the beginning yeah and it's so nice to see that like you were just passionately just throwing up random pictures that you just you know and it's so kind of cool to see that what it's turned into yeah well that's that kind way? of where it kind of i guess the it, it was an obsession from mm. the from the get-go so it was the next logical thing for me and william was to turn it into something and then he went to ballymaloo and then i went to ballymaloo and then the, it just grew and grew and grew and we were yeah. like well, that, I as I was scrolling down, the next one was like a million times more likes, and it was you guys signing two thousand copies. Oh my gosh, yeah! <laughs> and like just to see that little post being like we're doing this, and then it's just you know like I think people don't stop enough in Ireland to pat themselves on the back because we have that attitude of like self praise is no praise. Yeah. But when you look at it like that, it's a short enough space of time to go from A to B like that. Yeah, it is, and I I'm such a I never feel like I'm doing enough. And I'm, I always look at other people and I'm like, oh my God, they're doing that. They're doing this, they're doing mm. that. They have a full-time job, blah, blah. But actually when you're like this and looking through what you did, you're like, okay, I did some good bits, you know? Yeah, no, it's actually true. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think... That was, yeah, that was um, because we hadn't actually seen the book at this stage and we went, walked into a room with over 2,000 copies of them stacked up and we're like, oh God, like that's real and we have to sell them. We have to promote it. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Um. And it, we, we had just done, you know, at that stage, we, I think we had been, I don't know what, what the year, what the years different. I think we were live for maybe two years at that stage. Yeah. We had been catering and doing private events and doing markets. And then all of a sudden we had a cookbook. So it felt like we had skipped maybe what should be maybe 10 years or something. And we were you. right in the midst of doing a cookbook or promoting a cookbook. So, but aside from you guys, obviously having the talent and everything to do that anyway, I think it's, it is amazing to see the help we have had from Instagram and social media. Oh, Even time. though we all have a love-hate relationship with it, it helps so much with stuff like that and the connections you make and that oh, kind of absolutely. thing. absolutely. I like, mean, we, we wouldn't have had a cookbook if it wasn't for the following we had for Kirby. Absolutely not. So. Sure, it has 18K now, which is like yeah. more than a lot of people starting out to be an influencer would yeah. have. Um, but speaking of obviously being an influencer and the love-hate relationship and all that comes with it, <clears> one <throat> of the things I've always really admired about you is your kind of like response or reaction to trolling because I think I can be too sensitive to it but yeah. I would have that kind of like mask a bit where I'd be like yeah well whatever like basic Ashton can say that about me I don't care and mm. then I'm like oh, you know like <laughs> how dare she so there was a photo I found which kind of for me personifies you just kind of reacting to someone basically slating you yeah this photo <laughs> is from 2017 a oh, negative yes. fashion review <clears throat> you got from someone. Do you want to read it out? I'll read it out, yeah. <laughs> I actually just thought this was so funny and hilarious. I had to get it on a t-shirt. Now, I, you know the way you said, oh, I, you don't really care what people say. I do, actually. and That's what I thought. In I, terms, because I can relate. Yeah, and it's actually, it's certain things people would say that I'd be like, oh, that hurts. But I, I get over quite quickly. Mm -hmm. And especially with you, like, I'd always send you stuff that oh. someone said about me and vice versa. And yeah. I think that's the way to kind of deal with stuff. It's yeah. just laugh it off. But yeah, this guy commented on one of my pictures of what I was wearing. I have literally never seen anyone with, with such bad dress sense. It's not even like you have your own cool style going on. It's just from head to toe horrendous. You either dress like that for attention or you seriously need a buyer to help you with clothes. Three likes. <laughs> Three likes. <laughs> Who are those little bitches that like that? Yeah. They're even Holly worse, Carpenter, I think. Rob Kenny, <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> I no. actually think the likers are the worst ones. Oh, they are. They're, They're worse. worse. 
It's like, say, say something. Just don't creep and like. No, funny. Um, so I did that. Put it on put it on a t-shirt. And actually, me and your man who commented that ended up kind of having a bit of banter. And yeah. he was like, fair play. But <laughs> even me and, me and Shane were literally just saying that if you kind of either take the piss out of people or go, do you know what? Yeah, like that top was actually in bits or you kind of just go to their level. They don't know how to react. Whereas if you do a story and you're crying and you're like, I'm getting all this negative abuse, yeah. like people feed off that. But yeah. like, obviously you have your closey wosies, yeah. which whoever isn't lucky enough to be on the list, James's close friends <laughs> close on Instagram. <laughs> like, you know, at the start of Gossip Girl where they're like, morning up Reesiders. <laughs> if I hear, hey, closey wosies, I like sit down, get a cup of tea. So I'm like, what is this going to be? The green about? light's on. The green light. Oh my God, it makes me so happy. But like sometimes people on social media who have a following will just screenshot negative comments again and put them on their close mm. friends. And I love to see it because yeah. it kind of makes me feel like we're all in the same boat. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Now, if he had a commented, ew, that would kill me. Really? So I'm like, what does he mean? My face. Yeah. It's just his wording. He just tore me apart. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was just so funny. It was like some read from like RuPaul's Drag Race or something. Like he he was great. He that was, was a great trolling. You. That yeah, was great it trolling. Is actually true. Well but like done, I Callum. find it so funny when people just randomly message you and they're like, your cat is so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, what why? am I supposed to do with that comment as well? Oh, sorry, I'll murder Diana for you. Like, <laughs> throw acid on her. Like, what? <laughs> What am I supposed to do? Imagine just messaging someone. Like, imagine you message me being like, Max is fat, disgusting thing. I'd be like, why? But you know what? It's always the people who have be kind or something on their profile picture. Big time. They're always the most vicious oh, the people the biggest. Out there. See you next Be Tuesdays. kind, vicious people. Are vicious people. They only, yeah, they only applies to like a few people in their life and they're yeah. actually mental. Yeah. Like, fully <laughs> mental. But I do think, I know you were saying that you kind of, some stuff would offend you. Like, have you ever, because sometimes I think we all nowadays have a fear of being cancelled, which mm. is why I probably don't talk to my camera as much anymore, because I do feel like I'm kind of like, oh, am I going to say one thing that's just like the way she said that or whatever? Like, has there been anything where you're like, you've actually deleted a photo or you've gone, do you know what, like, oh, whatever, you just didn't want it? No, I, I've the only, uh, the only, um times I've deleted stuff is if I'm out locked yeah. and I'm de- I put up a hundred stories okay I've deleted stuff like that because mm. mainly because I'm just cringing at myself the next you. day of how annoying I am um or like I've I've and I, you might remember this I was at a out on an after session I woke up and I was so uh, disoriented I didn't know where I was oh and my I was God. I was like hi closey wosies but it was on my main story oh my god I remember this so well and I messaged you and I was like James that's on your main story you're like a good one Holly yeah it was you it actually was me. and I was like yeah okay lol as if and it actually was on my main story I know and I was going around and I was still locked from the night before and yeah I was just oh god that probably shouldn't be on my main story yeah but yeah, at yeah, the my same mom time, watches that I know and, that's yeah. how I feel sometimes with my parents I'm like I'm such a chaotic mess chaos yeah. like you said like being my out dad's ringing me will we ask answer? him what, oh, yeah. what my favourite ask him about your Instagram dad yes do you love my Instagram posts? What's that? You know Instagram? No. What? It's where you put pictures and it's where I put all the videos of you and everything. Oh, did you do the one with Diana in her little armchair? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> did you like that? Yeah. <laughs> and what, what's, be, what's been my favorite, what's your favorite post that I've put up so in my, in my Instagram life? What's my favorite? Yeah. Oh yeah, what do I know? Your mother doesn't show me everything. <laughs> <laughs> and is there anything you hate that I put up? Um, you have to remind me. 
What about when I'm drunk? Do you mind that? <laughs> yes, I do mind that. <laughs> okay, you're on a podcast. I have to go. Listen to me. What? Are you coming over tomorrow? What day is tomorrow? Thursday? No, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why? I don't, because I... I thought you'd come over with a nice chicken sandwich. <laughs> I, I'm, I'll ring you back after this, okay? Right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Nice chicken sandwich. Nice chicken sandwich. <laughs> Your mom... mother doesn't show me everything. Does he not look at Instagram himself? No, no, no. Your oh, mom has to be like, my, look at this. My dad has a Nokia phone. With, it's like with polyphonic ringtones. Oh my God. That's his vibe. That is one of my favorite things you've done recently where he, when you were talking about the price of air. Oh yeah. Oh my God. He's like, you've been robbed. Yeah. Tavery. <laughs> Cork robbing bastards. Yeah. Fully. <laughs> I'd love to do that to my dad, but I feel like he would actually have a stroke. Yeah. Like... Um, so the next topic I was going to talk about in terms of all of the lol things I noticed in your feed mm-hmm. and kind of when I compared it, well, I'll actually show you this photo first while we're on the topic of you being chaotic because mm-hmm. this just made me laugh. <laughs> <so> <laughs> chaotic Kavna. Here he comes. Lock up your songs. <laughs> so this is just like my type of James Kavna content. Oh my God. Oh my God. I remember this. Yeah. 2017. Bastards. You missed your flight. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the reason I missed it. It's basically a selfie of James in the back of a taxi. Eye twitching. I, you know, if if you follow James, you know that I twitch. Yeah. His mouth is kind of like a, a cat's bum. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I missed my flight. I ran to the desk only to find out the doors were locked. The lady exclamation mark she was no lady behind the desk was weirdly orgasmic about the fact I'd missed it she took pleasure in lecturing me about travel etiquette condescending voice you're very late sir Mr. Kavna is it I see your name here when I travel I always leave plenty of time you obviously haven't have you well you've learned a lesson now haven't you like are you messing uh, well, you've learned a lesson. I'm pretty sure she was fiddling with herself behind the desk while she <laughs> delivered those lines. I've never seen someone so happy. My face flushed with blood and I nearly fainted. I was so angry. Oh, I wish I was more like you, so I do. And I ran away. Sigh. I, like, can you believe she said that to me? No, like when I, I, I travel. I, 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 I felt lightheaded when she was delivering I that. I see red. I was like, is Ashton here? Like, like am I being punked? <laughs> There's yeah. only one other photo in the same. It could have been the same weekend. Your bank card broken in half. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I just love this, but I think this is a big reason why people love you. Because <laughs> say if you wake up and you're like, I actually ruined my life last night, and then you go no. on your stories and you have done some crazy shit. Like it makes people feel better. Yeah, I've trust me, I've ruined my life more than you've ruined your life. Yeah. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I do love documenting the chaotic vibes in my yeah. life. Yeah, I think though, do you agree that maybe there's like a male and female thing? If I was to kind of be that mad, madly open, because it's not to say that this stuff hasn't happened to me, <laughs> but if I was to actually say it, do you think there'd be like because I'm a girl I think maybe like I don't know are you expected to be like together and more ladylike or maybe. is there still that kind of expectation I kind of feel like it because if I'm like this crazy thing happened to me last night and I did this and did that I feel like it's more like Holly Gatter together like you're well, 30 also I think like even before I knew you I knew you as this very glamorous girl mm-hmm. who yeah. modelled and blah blah I, like from the get go I was chaotic so maybe p- people yeah. are just used to it but then you probably knew me from actually nights out and stuff as well yeah I think show your chaotic, chaotic side. Yeah, maybe after Fuck this. Fuck the haters. <laughs> Block my dad and get lit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only when you worry about your parents that you're like, oh, but you can't be worrying about them. No. Um, so one of the things as well that I find so interesting about social media in general, and mm. I didn't know whether to pick this photo because 
it's kind of a controversial one. Okay. It's kind of like when you post something that looks really idyllic and, you know, it could be a stunning selfie. It could be, you know, something gorge, but you're the only person or a select few who knows the reality of what was going on. Yeah. So I've just sent you a photo here. This this photo, this podcast should be called Holly Carpenter is typing. <laughs> Listen, I take my time. Oh, gay Harry. <laughs> like, are we going to go there? Yeah, let's go there. Oh, let's I go think there. So. Okay. Now I need to, I need to, like, I need to preface this. Can we this. first tell people what the photo is? Or? Oh, yes. So it's me, Holly, Rob and Stefan on in the most gorgeous hotel called the Peninsula in Paris. And it's a stunning day. Uh, the, the Eiffel Tower is in the background. Gorgeous blue sky. Uh, we were drinking 35 euro cocktails. We were drinking 35 euro cocktails. You'd think from this photo we were having the most amazing time in Paris. You would think. Wouldn't <laughs> you, would you think, think that? <laughs> but no, if, no. No. I think if anyone followed us our stories went from us in the airport like we're going to Paris and then there was like a blackout of no posts for 12 for 20, hours was it, 12 hours? it was more than 12 yeah yeah it was more than 12 like, it was like it was it was me it was us going to Dublin airport in the airport and then silence for about 15 16 17 yeah. hours and then the next was this gorgeous photo so yeah and guys, then what happened in that in that in that blackout the britney blackout yeah this is one of those things i'm probably gonna actually if my dad's listening just swipe across um or just skip this bit but i'd like to hear it from your perspective so yeah. you had been at an event yeah we're all we we booked paris on a night out in the first place yeah now i also need to say at the start of this i have and i think you agree as well <laughs> that like everyone's probably like just get the fuck into it <laughs> that um i held back from telling this story because i kind of felt like we had done something wrong when in fact we hadn't no that's why i'm able to that's laugh why at I'm it like, now. yeah but for a long time i was ashamed of I know, it. and i was borderline traumatized i was yeah. like okay so that's because we're yeah. teasing now yeah, okay so i was on the event in town you were somewhere were you in an event as well or something? no I was just getting glam few drinks yeah. were had got to the airport few more drinks were had we did got get a like bit giddy. three bottles of Prosecco in the airport three bottles of Prosecco between three of us so about least uh, about yeah. there and about and it was over a long period of time so mm. you know um, then um, we got on the plane gorgeous <laughs> flight gorgeous I don't don't be mentioning what airline. Oh yeah, not uh, no, because actually they were so lovely. Remember, we can bleep that out. I'm sure. Oh yeah, okay. We got on a lovely plane, (laughs) lovely staff, and it was kind of uh, it was kind of empty. We're sitting down the back, and we were just getting a bit giddy. The three of us were going to Paris. We Mm -hmm. three of us had never been on holiday before together. No, and and we were meeting Rob Kenny there. We were meeting Rob, who was in Paris, and the drinks trolley came around, and I remember the guy was actually giving us free little gins, and so. Not all our faults, yeah. No. So we were giving, uh, we were get, getting quite lit on the plane. Yeah. I think uh, at one point when the lights went off on the plane, we kind of thought we were at like pre-drinks. Yeah. <laughs> we thought there was no one else around. Yeah. So fully talking at the top of our voices, like singing. Yeah. But like kind of quite harmless. Like if this was I a know, flight was. to Ibiza, like, you know, you'd see much worse. We were just kind of... We were a bit giddy and lit. Yeah. Let's be brief. <laughs> um, and actually, I remember down the back of the plane, which is where we are, like the back of the bus, where all yeah. the boldies are. There wasn't actually that many around us no. so that's fine so anyway we land uh now the thing about it is i remember everything which is means yeah. we weren't that drunk so anyway me my me holly and stefan got off 
we got to like where the security desk was yeah passport control passport control I realised I didn't have my passport and now transpires that my passport I left on the plane so me and Stefan you ran back me and Stefan ran back to the plane uh, giggling laughing Mm. I'm going to be honest here um, maybe being a bit too loud so we ran back to the plane got on the plane chatting to all the staff laughing with them as well Mm -hmm. they were like oh god your passport isn't here look if it turns up you know best of luck anyway trying to get through passport control so we ran back and then I was like right one last ditch attempt attempt Stefan at this at this stage had gone through passport control I think yeah he was like oh because you had opened all your stuff in the ground your suitcase because we were rooting for some reason we thought it was in your suitcase well because it wasn't on the plane we were like right it's obviously in the pocket yeah and I think we were being moved along by A the crowds and Mm. B security being like right you have to keep moving so I was like Holly will you just come over here so we went into a corner I tipped out my luggage yeah you were kind of laughing as well because it was a bit of a ridiculous situation Mm -hmm. didn't think anything of it next of all we hear arrête arrête yeah uh, which is stop in French Mm, Uh, and then I look up and there's these uh, not even policemen but like riot policemen (laughs) with guns pointed at me and Holly (laughs) and I was like uh, what like sorry I honestly nearly wet myself yeah and I I I I, I thought maybe they were maybe trying to help us as well I didn't know what I thought I just thought they were being like needlessly like aggressive but being like are you okay yeah so anyway um, do you want to take it from here or will I keep going no you keep going Okay, so then we, uh, I was like, okay, what's going on? So I packed up my luggage um, and uh, were we handcuffed at this stage? We were handcuffed in front of everyone. Oh my God, yeah, so we were. So I I put up my, they were like, stop, stop, stop. I put all my luggage into a bag and my arms were grabbed behind my back, handcuffed. And at this stage, I was like, what? But you remember I still thought it was a joke So I started th- singing the Lady Gaga song Yeah so we're we're handcuffed And brought into this like room And at this stage I was still a bit giddy I, I don't know if I thought it was real Or something yeah, It was just same. so ridiculous We hadn't done anything basically to warrant An no. arrest Handcuffed in public no. Handcuffed in public In front of everyone Everyone was like gasping Now it turns out that um, At the time there was huge riots Going on in France yeah. So I don't know if they were just on high alert And thought mm. we were more dangerous than we were we were just two lit girls from Dublin yeah. like that's it I know my crime is that I like to have fun yeah, arrest me <laughs> just be désolé <laughs> um, so then we were brought into this room now the worst thing about this is no one told us why we were arrested they didn't speak well they did speak English they just chose not to tell us they were laughing at us no, as well that's the most infuriating thing they upended my makeup bag and went through every piece of my makeup with a cotton bud and like it was all my Charlotte Tilbury bits and stuff and I was like could you fucking be careful like don't yeah. drop that and they were just like sit down and my hands were obviously then handcuffed behind my chair and then do you remember as well they marched us up to that hospital and took our blood oh, without not, our consent I'm, not, oh, sorry, I'm not done yet yeah so in the in the in the room now Holly you were getting kind of upset like you were I crying was it was terrifying my were sliding I was I was shook at this stage I was sobered up quite quickly as Same. well and I was really I was pleading with them I was like uh, excuse me what like can you tell us why we're in here like I'm happy to be here I'm not but mm. can you tell us why we're here like what have we done no. and they kept saying no and they were like no. be quiet yeah. be quiet it was honestly like we were kidnapped because it, they weren't even wearing police uniforms. No, there was, was like riot mm, gear. Yeah. So like we, I, I didn't know what was going on. Anyway, you were you were actually brought into a separate room and strip searched. Yeah, I know. Um, all our luggage was uh, was gone through. I don't know what they thought we had. I don't know. Um, and then uh, more riot gear police people came in, and then we were taken from the room through the airport through Charles de Gaulle, mm-hmm. frog marched. Yeah. So with guns through the airport now. 
Now, at this stage, I think we were getting a bit giddy again because it was so ridiculous. I think we were thought we were getting out now. Yeah, we were and, like, oh, yeah, they've understood. You, it's a mistake. Yeah, and Holly was wearing this PVC leather trench coat <laughs> and not much else. And she starts singing Telephone by Lady Gaga, which yeah. made me laugh. She's like, stop calling, stop calling. <laughs> I don't want it. So anyway, we're being frog marched into the back of a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I remember one of the police members got hot. <laughs> and then we were started to flirt with we him. We were like, oh. We were like, oh, hello, bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was kind of laughing with us. Yeah. So I kind of felt a bit more relaxed now. I was like, okay, maybe they're just getting rid of us. They're bringing mm. us out because they're being quite light-spirited. And also, Stefan's outside. Waiting for us. About two hours later, waiting for Rob us, really is upset. Like, is Rob is like, where is everyone? I booked a limo as well now to pick us up. that's what I was going to say. You actually had said to me at the start on the plane, I've got a surprise for us. And yeah. it was later on, you told me what it was. I booked a limo to collect me, the three yeah. of us outside, and bring us to Paris but and have a... Have you would think as well that they've drawn our blood. They've seen there's nothing in our system. We're too kind of drunk Irish people there's nothing in our bags what do they do then? So we're completely sober at this stage mm-hmm, as well. Completely. We, they bring us to jail. So the next stop on our gorgeous tour of Paris is jail. Full jail. Like actual cells. Actual cells, cell block tango situation yeah. and grim cells. No. So we're brought in and, and uh, what is horrible as well, they were laughing at us, uh, laughing remember? at how upset we were. When I was crying, they were all laughing. And then I remember was like, Googled you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They were yeah. like, oh, Monsieur Irland. Uh, yeah. And they were like, oh, we've, we take a picture of you and we put it on Twitter. So I had no phone. I, they took my bra my shoelaces everything I'm like and they were like we've got a picture of you on Twitter and I actually thought that everyone at home my family my friends had a picture of me in a cell yeah and I was like what I remember using that like matrix jacket the PVC one as my blanket yeah and we were in like these cells like side by side we weren't even in the same room no and at this stage no one had told us why we arrested yet still not um and yeah they kept calling Holly Miss Erlandes and (laughs) saying they're like they put up pictures of her online and all this remember I said I was gonna ring Joe Duffy (laughs) (laughs) You're like, you don't know the power of Joe Duffy. I swear he would have came and got us out. I know. And then meanwhile, Rob is ringing the embassy. Rob is ringing the embassy to try. I I think we got, did we get a phone call at the stage? We were like ringing the embassy. So we have a WhatsApp group called Call the Embassy. I I got, um, I, at this stage, I think I had, I I was like, I've seen the movies. I know we get one phone call in prison. Mm -hmm. And I think we got, I got my rights. Yes, I did. I went out to my phone and I rang Stefan Mm -hmm. and I said, look, we've been arrested. I have no idea why we're in a cell and also they didn't tell us when we were getting out no so then uh, I knew my rights knew, watched a lot of movies where you know you get your one phone call so mm-hmm. anyway went back into the cell and it was just concrete and they didn't give us an water as well they kept no. giving us little shot glasses of water Ugh. and then there was like two people across the way like demented yeah that screaming. screaming yeah it was really horrible like cold um, I was ha- had a vicious hangover at this stage oh yeah but do you remember they came in they came into my cell <clears throat> And they're like walking a straight line and I was like crying and I walked in a completely straight line they all laughed oh no you're still drunk and I was like we have not drank in like 15 hours now at this we're stage we're hardly drunk yeah yeah so absolutely that... not I'm really hung over and then eventually 15 hours or so later we got out and got into Paris meanwhile Steph and Rob been out to a nightclub oh, like yeah, what else could they do yeah they just partied <laughs> in Paris yeah. I mean we would have done the we same done if the same. she was on the other foot no exactly oh my god if but... the chains were on the other ankles yeah but uh, oh, such a funny night though. oh yeah it well, was and I, I'm actually so surprised at how quickly we sprang back well we because we were just ready to go I think it was like tra- like almost like trauma though I was so shook by what happened I felt kind of violated as well that they'd gone they upended my suitcase they laughed in my face they made me give them my bra I had 200 euro robbed from my wallet oh yeah the cash that? was yeah. gone the police like, robbed 200 euro they were so shady they wouldn't they, one of your rings was missing at one point they were like oh yeah it's over here I was like guys no I had a ring stolen yeah. 200 euro and then we 
literally robbed booked us the worst hotel ever anyway so we went back it was sick and I never wanted more of a like hot bougie shower in my life so we had the shower we went there was a full riot in Paris all the transport was shut off there was nothing no way of getting from A to B so we went to the nearest place which is called like Foulet's or something so we called it Fowley's (laughs) and we were like let's go to Fowley's so we're sitting there and like I'm still projectile vomiting downstairs in the toilet you're like shaking like and I remember you kept asking for the waitress to get you um, mayonnaise and you were like she just won't bring it but then we actually turned it around because we were like we were literally flying home tomorrow yeah. it was the shortest trip and we were like let's just have such a good time we so did have a ball as we well. kind of just got glam and then after Foley's we went we just we were like right we're just going uber glam now we need yeah. a bit of glamour in our lives now so we went to the, the most amazing hotel went up to the rooftop yeah. did a full shoot with you I was in, in a name full... of McGill dress yeah I was in a ball gown it was an amazing evening as well like it was just perf- picture perfect like I know and then we just got locked on cocktails and went out to a nightclub yeah. and just had the best time we ever we just kind of had to laugh it off like yeah. because we knew as well that we hadn't done anything wrong but it just felt so weird but I remember it one like stage, I'd love to speak to the, man, the manager of France because I'm still, still angry Karen oh same I had bruises all up my arms from them grabbing me oh you were me. bruised for weeks like after weeks, it like black bruises it just was not it was just the weirdest experience but I remember when we were in the rooftop of the peninsula like the sun was setting behind the Eiffel Tower we had our like ridiculously expensive cocktails I was in a bowl gown and I was like to you did you have like a toilet in your cell and you were like no just a little hole in the ground I was like same and then we just looked back at the sunset and Rob was like are you two talking about yourselves <laughs> <laughs> let us have this moment I'm, it's, I'm glad we have that shared experience I know but the funniest thing was as well I was like on the plane home we are never going to tell anyone about this because obviously people <laughs> are going to be like there was obviously more to the story or whatever and I was like grand yeah I'm home literally two days I go to an event Glenda Gilson comes up to me James told me about Paris Holly <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's my favourite thing to tell on a, uh, on no, a session no literally I told Jamie on our first date the whole story I was like Dan next thing you know like literally but it's taken two years to say it in a very public sense that's true I, I think people podcast. had an idea because we're always leaving little siren emojis under like I, pictures and stuff yeah leaving leaving. Yeah, and they always get like 15 likes I feel like a lot yeah, a more people, people know, know than... but like it takes telling one person in Dublin and things grow legs but it was it was that shame gaslitness that I thought I had done something really wrong makes me really angry it it took almost two years it happened in 2019 it took Mm. almost two years to realise we hadn't done anything wrong no we were mistreated but like that's what's kind of scary if someone in a place of authority oh they can just take you that's why they took us imagine like Thailand or one of those kind of places where you can just be zipped off into prison for like three months or whatever now we can see how that can happen oh yeah and it can happen in bloody Paris like Like, one of their biggest airports the fact that you never got that money back or anything like I actually you remember because I I'd, I had my pa- I didn't have my passport for going home so oh, yeah. I had to go get an emergency passport went to the embassy in Ireland or in France and told one of the workers and mm. he was like that shouldn't have happened to you guys like do you want us to investigate this mm. and I was actually like no because I just want to get home and I want to get out out of Paris yeah. and I, I don't want to be banned from France or whatever <laughs> yeah I, they did threaten they, us that but they were like no you, you that was not on but how you they had me convinced they were like you're going to be banned from France for three years yeah. I think this was like a slow work day for them they were young lads they were bored well they laughed they just, at us throughout the whole thing l- like they were loving it yeah. it's so, but it kind of it's one of the biggest lessons for me with social media that like when you see a picture you have no, <laughs> no. idea what the backstory is like especially if I'm looking at someone like you know who always seems like they're doing like all this amazing stuff or they always seem happy like I might have posted stuff before where I'm out for a sea swim with all my friends and people yeah. are like god you know fair play but for all they know I've just been arrested know, in Paris <laughs> been 
arrested in Paris <laughs> like literally traumatized but like do you ever feel like there because obviously there's this thing with social media now that you know I'm so real and I'm so genuine and stuff mm. I feel like that has always come quite naturally to you it's not something you have to force but like where would you draw the line in terms of your personal life and stuff that you wouldn't actually share like because it's it's a fine line I think yeah. sometimes I kind of have a really good group of friends yeah, and that's where I deal with my private stuff to yeah. be honest mm-hmm. um, I, I, I feel for some people like talking about like you know how they feel and their mental health is a thing for them and it works yeah. for me I'm, I don't feel that comfortable doing it maybe yet I don't know but mm. I have a great network around me I share a lot I, mean, I do I have incredibly low days I did especially in like 2020 2019 even yeah. before the pandemic I was going through a really rough patch um, for a good few months like mm. um, but I I don't know I don't I deal with that privately and yeah. I deal with that through friends I and know because also I think sometimes there's nothing that we owe <clears throat> anyone because we have a big platform like yeah. I kind of follow some people and they're like from the minute they have their breakfast to when they cook their dinner to when they're out and when they're with their kids or whatever it is they are talking to the camera throughout their whole day like what do yeah. they wash their hair with what are they cooking with where are they driving to and I just feel like I just wouldn't be able to give that much myself because yeah. I, for me like I just would find it too much yeah now when I'm saying I keep it to myself I don't keep it oh, to yeah, myself no, I just don't friends. I don't broadcast it or mm. I, I go to therapy and I you know I address yeah. it and I have no problem saying that oh, or no, no shame Jesus. or whatever and I, I, ha, I ha, I've had rough mental health I have no problem saying those things yeah. but it's not something I'm like I want to tell no you know on an Instagram but story sometimes I don't know. though I think even it's kind of enough though because I remember hearing that even as someone who's a friend of yours like when I heard before you were talking about maybe panic attacks or anxiety and I was only looking at like your Instagram there and I was like you would never think looking at someone's feed that at that time they could have been having a moment of self-doubt or like you know an anxiety or whatever and even it's probably the same with me but even just acknowledging whether it's on a podcast or an interview like yeah I've had those moments where I've had you know, low days and all that. Like, I kind of feel like when younger people hear that and stuff, they do feel yeah. like, okay. And I, I also don't really, like, my panic attacks and anxiety manifests itself physically. Mm. So I think I'm having a heart attack. Yeah, it's scary. You know, I, it's not like, oh God, there's this dark cloud over me. And you know, that yeah. kind of um, anxiety so and different. Mine is like, I need to call an ambulance. Like mm. it's so physical. And I've been on the floor like vibrating. And I, I actually remember I had to take my t-shirt off. I was burning up and the sweat was making steam off my chest oh. and my heart was, I could see it through my skin. So that's how it affects me. Yeah. So that's not really, I wouldn't have the urge to grab my phone and then talk. No. I'm more like I need to get over this wave now I've become I've learned loads of really good ways on how to cope with that Mm. and also to remind myself well as far as I know no one's died from panic attacks so I kind of have to remind myself that's how I kind of get over things yeah I have little things like I have showers and I imagine the water washing my anxiety away just with bad moods for me yeah I imagine it washing down the drain yeah exactly and it's like placebo for me um so I have loads of little ways like that yeah I think probably in the last couple of years with everything that's gone on we've had way more time to get to know ourselves because Mm. some people run from themselves they're so busy they're so with their friends they're doing stuff and I think you're like me I love my own company there's nothing I love more than just being on my own like and that sounds weird but like people are you okay like I live on my own like I, I really like my own space but then 
yeah, it can just kind of, it, I think the pandemic was a different type of alone because yeah. I didn't have the option to go to my mum and dad's. I didn't have the option to see friends like everyone did. So you, you learn so much about yourself, but yeah. it can be good though. Cause you probably learned all little ways to see something like that coming or recognize that it happened a few weeks ago and it passed and you got through it. And yeah. And learn the, learn the triggers and learn also the good triggers of how to turn it off if you can. Yeah, you know that, way. that is true. Yeah. Um, but the last thing I was kind of going to ask you, um, just similar to the Paris thing, has there ever, is there anything ever like that sticks in your mind about a post you've done that maybe there was more to the story? I'm just being a nosy cow, like from, <laughs> from one, from one nosy cow to another. Well, it, kind of a collection. So around the time the Kirby cookbook came out, mm-hmm. myself and William were fighting horribly. Oh. Like really badly And like me and William Like loll about it now But at the time It was really uncomfortable And we almost like Didn't really like Want to be in the same room As each other So we th- There was times Where we were like Just about to go On the Late Late Show Or just about to go On uh, the Lyric FM Or yeah. just about to Do an interview together And we were allergic To each other But we ha- we were wrapped up In this book together So we had to And what is the book? It's me and William It's a happy couple oh Do you know God, what I mean? So yeah. we had no, to d- that's, And that's so normal For couples though To yeah. go through that. And like we'd be like sitting across and you know the whoever was interviewing us would be like ah, and so like was it lovely working together and like we had to kind of sell a you know happy yeah. image but we were really unhappy at the time mm. together and we like we've acknowledged that now and it's not it wasn't just like little tiffs it was like we kind of were almost it, I don't know if we didn't have the book at, the, at that time we probably would have broken up or something so it kind of saved you guys in a sense to it have did. that thing that worked yeah yeah and we've, we've acknowledged that that book kind of did save us because we were we had to get on with it and we had to almost learn to work together and le- learn to not step on each other's toes so anytime we were posting about the book or you know on the Late Late Show yeah. I'd share clips we actually were completely allergic to each other that at the time that is mental it's almost yeah. literally like having a baby where yeah. you're like we've created this thing together we're kind of on thin ice there's like high tension but we have to make it work yeah like we went to the we won best cookbook of the year and I remember sitting in the taxi on the way home just not even speaking but like we had just done a big speech together and we had done an interview afterwards and we were just like literally into the taxi just oh get it get home go separate ways do you know there was a lot of that do you think though like in terms of actual relationships like aside from social media and stuff like when you get to that point because sometimes for people it is like the saying make or break mm. and it, if it do, if it is the thing the straw that breaks the camel's back you can see that in hindsight but sometimes you look back and you go I'm so obviously you're so glad you pushed through that definitely yeah, and, and it, 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 not to get cliche but it made us stronger like yeah. it absolutely did. like William is my rock like mm. he really is and it, it it's taken years to really appreciate him as yeah. well and really appreciate how important he is to me um, and how much he grounds me and mm. you know and we really rely on each other like yeah. when we're away for like a day or whatever like really miss each other yeah like really miss each other Do you what know that age were you when you got together though you i know, was like you're 21 no 23 no about 23 so from 23 yeah. to 32 like the amount you grow and change like oh i can't God. even think about myself at that age because i was so different yeah but you obviously grow together but it's like you know like that with the cookbook there's yeah. just just like as well our, our the i don't know we were together like five years when the cookbook mm. happened and that was intense like yeah. it was intense coming like writing it shooting it promoting it 
and it was almost unnatural I don't know you shouldn't yeah. be doing something like that when you're just together five years yeah. I don't know it's weird it was a weird thing to go through but it definitely made us stronger and made us really appreciate each other yeah. I think well the William content always makes me howl yeah like it's just so funny yeah. <laughs> he must be terrified of you to some degree I know yeah <laughs> just jumps whenever he sees me literally yeah. well, I'm so glad to have had you on as my first guest thank you so much and oh, hopefully people understand that we were innocent in Paris <laughs> just we innocent yeah. <laughs> and if anyone knows the manager of France, I want to speak to her. Yeah, Karen. Yeah. Karen Cavanagh. Le Caron. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks to James for coming on. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe as it makes such a big difference. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.